Luma World Ministries presents to you a prophetic. You can be in a third world country and think first class. You can be in a poor nation and think rich. You can be among broken people and think like you are the mender of people. Because someone greater is in you. Spirit filled. Everything around you has no definition of who you are. The definition of who you are, the definition of your life is in the word of God, not in the things that are around you. Powerful. We are marked for greatness. Tell your neighbor you're marked for greatness. And life transforming teaching by the chariot, Prophet Brian Kajesi. When someone understands the word of God, greatness starts to beckon in their inside. Get ready for your spiritual blessing, transformation, and renewal. So tonight we're going to read from the book of Philippians chapter 4 from verses 10 and I'll read verses 13. I'm interested in 13 but for understanding I'm going to pick it from verse 10. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to share a sermon that we called I Can Do All Things. A sermon that we called I Can Do All Things. I Can Do All Things. I want to share about a topic that I called I Can Do All Things. I Can Do All Things. Hallelujah. So the Bible says from Philippians chapter 4 verse 10, He says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, now that at the last your care of me has flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Next. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Next verse. I know both how to be a best, and I know how to abound, Everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Verse 13. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Now we're going to go back to verse 10 and I'm going to read once again for our understanding. The Bible says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now that at the last your care of me has flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity, respect of want. For I have learned in whatsoever state that I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be a best, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Hallelujah. Now, the reason I want to share about us understanding that we can do all things through Christ Jesus is because for a while we have taught messages, we have taught sermons, but it looks like the sermons are not having effect on us because we don't realize where is the preacher coming from. Where is the preacher coming from to say what he's saying? If we say that all things are possible, where are we coming from to say such things? Where are we coming from to say such things? If I say that God is able to bless you, where am I coming from to say that there's a blessing of God in you? If I say that God has raised you together with Christ, where am I coming from to say that statement? So you must understand that when we are dealing with the sermons today, we are dealing with a new man in Christ. We are dealing with a believer. We are dealing with someone who is born again. We are dealing with someone who has received Christ. Now, when you receive Christ, there are privileges that are automatically set for you. 
there are things that are automatically set on your journey things like faith the bible tells us in the book of galatians that now the faith which we have in the flesh is not our faith but it's the faith of the son of god the faith we even have in the flesh now is not our faith it's the faith of the son of god that's what the bible says in the book of galatians chapter 2 and verses 18 there the bible says the faith that i now have is the faith of the son of god the understanding here is that the faith which we now use to live is no longer the faith that our old forefathers used to use where you had to simply believe in god the one that the kind that abraham displayed we are we are walking by the faith of jesus christ where that by one man's sacrifice all are made right that's the faith with which we speak with and you must understand that this faith is not a burden it is not hard to carry it is simple and the bible says in the book of romans chapter 10 it says that this faith is not so far it's in your mouth it's in your heart so faith which is of god does not say who shall ascend from heaven it is in your mouth to confess it is near you it is in your heart and this is this is where we're coming from to teach what we are teaching so paul found himself in a place where his faith was tested at the time when he's writing the book of philippians the bible scholars will tell you that he was in jail at that time and while in jail there there were churches that were committed to sending help for this man of god while he was in jail and so as they committed to send him help the bible is very clear that paul clarifies which particular churches were these that stood with him while he was in in in, in jail if you continue down in the verses where we read in chapter 4 he will tell you that the church at, at at philippi was one of the churches plus the church at macedonia which stood with him continually if we go to verse 15 he says now ye philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel he's saying when i began to preach in the beginning of the gospel when i departed from macedonia no church communicated with me as concerns giving and receiving but ye only he's trying to tell them even from the start of his gospel it was a church at philippi that stood with him even when he began to preach and he says it was that church plus the one he had left at macedonia that kept standing with, with him in things pertaining to giving and receiving next verse and he says even in thessalonica he sent once and again unto my necessity he's speaking to them as how much this church loved standing with him but you need to understand why he was saying these things paul was not saying these things because he loved to receive offering from from the church at philippi paul spoke these things to encourage them in verse 13 he says i know that you have been standing with me i know that you have been sending relief even as you have always desired and sometimes you didn't have opportunity but he says but for me it wasn't because i was receiving offering it is because i have learned in every state in which i am to be content therewith and he says for i have learned both to be a best and i've learned also to, be, to abound i am instructed to be full and to be hungry so he says but in christ i am able to do all things in christ is able to do all things he was teaching the church at philippi that there is a place called christ where a man can sit and begin to do all things and you know sometimes when i'm teaching and i'm speaking to a christian who has prayed for a thousand years or how many years they have been alive and they have not seen certain things i understand that they don't understand that god actually answers prayer many of you are not at a place where you actually understand 
that God answers prayer. You actually don't know that all things can be done. You don't understand that it is possible to be in Christ and have all things. And be able to do all things. So someone says, if you are a jack of all trades, you may be a master of none. You know, that's a worldly statement. It's a worldly statement. You can be a jack of all trades and a master of all of them. I have seen people who think they can only do one thing. It's a good principle to focus on one thing. But it's not entire wisdom. You see, wisdom is in levels. Just because you are at this level of understanding does not mean that's all that there is concerning wisdom. Focus is important. But there is greater wisdom that causes men to master all things. And this is why we teach men that you can do all things. I know this because I've seen it, God minister it in my life. Where you're able to do all things through Christ Jesus. So you're able to be a, a great father. You're able to be a great minister of the gospel. You're able to be a great businessman. You're able to be a great student. You're able to be a great teacher. All things through Christ which strengthens you. So you're not going to say, me I'm good at this and I'm, I'm not good at this. There is a grace in God. There's a place in God that causes someone to be good at all things. And until you mature and come up to this understanding, you will always complain and you will always find it hard to see all things possible. But there's a level in God where all things are possible. There's a level in God when God brings you to this level. All things are possible. So Paul says, and I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. He knows this. He has been there in luck and he has been there in much. So he knows how to abound and how to be a best. He can do all things. All things. All things. And this is my message tonight. That you may begin to understand that God can give you grace to do all things in Christ Jesus. When you look at, when you look at the scriptures, you will discover that there are men who are able to do things out of the scope of time. Out of the scope of time. You know, when God created man, he gave us dominion over the, the world. He gave us dominion over the earth. Over all things. So we were supposed to be like God. And the Bible says, and he made man in his image, and he sent him on the earth. So man came with dominion. But then something happened in chapter 3 of Genesis. The fall of man. When we fell, the Bible says, God now limited man. The presence of God left man. So we understand that from Genesis chapter 3, man was in a fallen state. So man was no longer having the abilities of God. But let me surprise you with something I discovered in the scriptures. Genesis chapter 11, verse, from verse 1, the Bible says that there, there was a time in the history of the world where the entire world was of one speech. So the Bible says from verse 1 that the whole earth at that particular time was of one language and of one speech. They were not only speaking one language, but they were in agreement in that particular time. And the Bible says these men began to say to themselves, when they reached a the place called Shina, they began to speak to themselves. Let us no longer move anywhere. Let us stay here. Make a name for ourselves that we may not scatter across the world. And let us make brick. These men began to say, let us make brick. If you know brick, you know that it is clay. Let us make brick and burn it thoroughly. And let us build. Let us build a tower that ascends up to God. That ascends up to God. And verse 5 says, verse 5 says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower 
which the children of men builded. Next verse. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Listen carefully. You must understand that at this particular time in the book of Genesis 11, we are speaking of man in his fallen state. Man had lost the glory of God upon his life. Meaning, the limitation of life had set in. Man was at a place where he was now no longer like God. But these fallen men agreed together and said, let us burn brick and let us make mortar and let us build a tower that ascends up to God. Those of you who know a little science understand that to build a tower that even just touches the skies, which now you call skyscrapers, there's a lot of technology. There's a lot of science, a lot of understanding that you need to do. Much less if you understand the height between the world, the earth, and the moon, if you understand the height in kilometers, you understand that clearly what these men were talking about in scientific standards is impossible. Science, it is impossible in terms of science to build a tower from us that touches the moon. And we know that the moon is not the place where God is. God sits in eternity. God sits outside of space. Now, when you think science, you begin to understand how serious this message was. You begin to understand how serious these men were thinking. You begin to understand how serious certain levels are in God when you understand them. And we are we're talking of men who are not even Christians. They don't even have the spirit of God in them. These are fallen men. Christ had not yet died for them. There is no spirit of God. There is no promises of God upon them. These are fallen people. God has already even killed a number of them in the flood of Noah. But the Bible says, These men, determined with one voice and with one heart, that they were to ascend up to heaven. And the Bible says in verse 5, And God descended. Let me tell you something. There are things that cause God to descend. The Bible says, And the Lord came down to see the city. He came down. I need you to understand what was happening here. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. Next verse. And the Lord said, Behold, this people is one, and they have all one language. This thing they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Imagine, at this particular time, these people had not even started building. It was still an imagination. It was still in the heart. And God had to come down. Let me tell you something. Did you ever know that your imagination can cause God to move? Did you know that there are thoughts which are so powerful that they will cause God to come down? These are fallen men. You are not a fallen man. You are a carrier of the presence of God. The Bible says you are a partaker of the divine nature. The Bible says you have been seated together with Christ in the heavenly places. You are a partaker of the divine nature, meaning you have the nature of God. But yet sometimes the thoughts of those who believe God do not communicate God. Your thoughts cannot even influence God. But the thoughts of fallen men influenced God to a point where he had to come down. This is why Paul speaks and says, I can do all things through Christ. He has understood this. He has read the scriptures. He has seen that men who have fallen could actually cause the presence of God to come down. I don't know if you are seeing what I am seeing. 
But you cannot read such a scripture and continue to be normal. You cannot see such a verse and continue to think that things are hard to do in life. You continue to think you will fail when you start a business. No, you cannot. This is why we keep telling you we don't fail. The reason we say we don't fail is because of such scriptures. Such scriptures exist for people like us. Me and you who believe the word of God. Children of God. Think about these fallen men. God says, these men, whatever thing they have imagined to do, it shall not be restrained from them. It cannot be stopped. It has to come. Let me tell you, child of God, there are thoughts that attract God. There are thoughts that bring God. There are thoughts that bend the laws of, 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 of governing the world. At this particular time, men were fallen. They were fallen. They were not supposed to be walking in that much glory. But because of their imagination and their thought, they bent the commandment of God where they should not walk in divine nature. And they made things happen. They made things happen. How much more a child of God who is a partaker of the divine nature? You even have already been given power. You have been given power. You have been given power. I don't know if you understand. Let me show you another place where somebody bent the rules. Book of Judges chapter 4. Book of Judges chapter 4. Book of Judges chapter 4. The Bible says in the book of Judges chapter 4 from verse 1. It says, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. And Ehud was dead. Ehud was a judge who was ruling Israel at the time. And the Bible says, And the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin the king of Canaan. And that he reigned in Hazar, and the captain of whose host was Sisera, which dwelt in that place of the Gentiles. Next verse. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord, for the hand, for he had 900 chariots of iron, and 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. For 20 years, the king of Canaan had oppressed the children of Israel. For 20 years. Next verse. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidus, she judged Israel at the time. The Bible says, while the children of Israel were sinning, there was a lady which was a prophetess, a wife of Lapidus, that began to judge Israel at that time. The rest were sinning. There was a woman who decided and said, I'm going to seek God. And God gave an anointing to become a prophetess. So she was seeing in the spirit and she was judging and ruling Israel. And the Bible says, at that time she was judging. Next verse. Next verse. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountain of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came there to her for judgment. Next verse. And she sent Abarak, the son of Abinoam, out of Kadesh and said unto him, Hath not the Lord of God of Israel commanded, saying, Go and draw toward the mountain Tabor, and take with thee ten and take with thee ten thousand men of the children of Naphtali and of the children of Zebulun. Next verse. And I will draw unto thee in the river of Kishon of Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and multitude, and I will deliver him into thine hand. So Deborah gives a prophecy to Barak, the leader of the army, and he tells him, Get the sons of Naphtali and go to the mountain Tabor. And while there, I will draw the enemy and I will kill him there. I will deliver him in your hand there. Let's look at the next verse, verse 8. And the Bible says, And Barak said unto her, If thou wilt go with me, then I will go. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. Next verse. I'm interested in verse 9. Look at this. And it said, and she said, I will surely go with thee, notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. For the Lord shall sell Sisera 
into the hand of a woman. And Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh. Think about this. I know some of you haven't seen what, what, what is going on here. But you must understand, at this particular time, we are no longer in Genesis 11, where the man had fallen, and God had punished the world, and had taken away his glory. We are in a time where Moses had come with the law. God had sent Moses to his children in Egypt to rescue them. Now they were in the promised land. And the king of Canaan was oppressing them. So they had the law of God. At this particular time, the children of God were being governed by the law of God. And in the same law that governed the children of Israel, women were not supposed to rule men. A woman was not supposed to be a leader. A woman, according to the Jewish custom, was supposed to be home cooking. They were not supposed to inherit their fathers. The, uh, the law was so stringent on the women. When a woman was in her periods, they were unclean for 14 days and they were not supposed to live in the camp of God. They were unclean. When a woman gave birth to a girl child, the girl child, they were supposed to be unclean for two weeks. When they gave birth to a boy child, they were supposed to be unclean for seven days. So you can imagine how many times the women were unclean in Israel. So women were not supposed to rule. But not for Deborah. Deborah was a woman who sought God so much that in the same time when the law was the rule of the day, and the law did not permit women to rule, this woman emerged the judge of Israel. She bent the rules of God. By faith, she bent the rules of God. This is why the book of, of Hebrews, the chapter of faith, talks about women like Deborah. They bent the rules of the law because of faith. Deborah understood that all things are possible. Just because I'm a woman does not mean that I cannot be the judge of Israel. And she was the only lady judge of Israel. And she judged Israel. And the Bible says in verse 9, when she spoke to Barak, she told him that God is going to give victory at the hands of a woman. Then you will know that God is God. Then you will know that God does not have boundaries. Let me tell you something. There are things that are disturbing you in life only because you are still playing by the rules. You are still playing faith, which is according to the rules. You are believing no more. You are believing no, God for normal life. You are believing God for a car and a house and a good job. That's what everyone lives for. Everyone lives to get a job, a good car and a good house. That's what everyone believes God for. Can you have some faith that will alter the workings of God? Can you have some faith that God will come down and say, I cannot ignore this faith. A man who thinks like this, I cannot ignore him. We are waiting for the coming of Jesus. But is there a believer who can believe God so much that Jesus will return before his time? Is there someone who can influence the heavenly according to the, the calendar of God? Let me show you a scripture. Let me show you a scripture. Mark eleven twenty two. This one I loved it. Oh, this one I loved it. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Hallelujah. 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 Mark 11 verse 22. The Bible says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Jesus answering them saith unto them, Have faith in God. I'm speaking to you who's watching me. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. For once in your life, for once in your life, in this particular service, believe God. I know some of you have been afraid to believe God, but for once in your life, in this, in this service, before it is done, believe God. Have faith in God. What are you believing God for? Jesus says, have faith in God. Let's continue and see. 
And he says, For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever shall say unto this mountain, <laughs> Oh, for verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, not a man of God, not a preacher, not a prophet, not an apostle, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in their heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith, shall come to pass he shall have whatsoever he saith next verse next verse therefore i say unto you whatsoever thing ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and he shall have them i was interested in verse 24 let me open your eyes to something he says therefore i say unto you whatsoever things ye desire when ye pray believe that ye have received them and he shall have them. He has not said whatsoever thing that I desire God. He has not said whatsoever thing God desires. He has said whatsoever thing ye desire. When you pray, believe and you will receive them. Whatsoever thing ye desire. What are you desiring in your life? Of course there is a verse which talks about praying things according to the will of God. But there is also this one. Don't edit it. It says whatsoever things ye desire. Whatsoever things ye desire. What are the desires in your hearts? What are the desires in your hearts? Oh, you're still busy believing God for a meal this Sunday. You're still believing God for transport today to go to town and back. You're still believing God to have a shirt. You're still believing God to buy a trouser. No. No, he says, whatsoever things ye desire. Meaning, have some desires. Get some desires that are something. And to give you an example, in the earlier verses he says, And whosoever shall say to the mountain, the examples of God was a mountain. He was giving you an example of things to believe. He says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, that's his example of things to desire. Meaning, your desires, the, lit, the list of your desires should be mountains moving. And there are those who say, you're the mountain of stress, the mountain of finances. No, this is not a mountain of finances. You see, some of you, find a Greek word for that mountain. It means mountain, physical mountain. Meaning that one believing boy can change the geography classes that have been running for years. One believing man. So they've been saying Renzori is found in Renzori region. And you sift Renzori and bring it to Buganda. I, I don't want to mess up your minds because I know your, your unbelief is too much. I'm dealing with Christians who have been not believing. So when you tell them that one guy can change the geography for histories and change it, they won't believe it. But this is what the Bible is saying. He's saying if you shall speak to the mountain, be removed and be cast down into the sea. It shall happen if you believe it. It shall happen. It shall happen. It will happen. It will happen. And whoever spoke Renzori Mountain to come in Uganda, Uganda is not supposed to have snow. But snow is at the top of, of Renzori Mountain. There is faith that alters the rules. There is faith in God that alters the rules. This is, why Paul, this is where Paul was coming from. He had read these scriptures in the past. He had seen the Deborahs. The Tower of Babel, he had seen this man and he had come to a conclusion that he can do all things through Christ which strengthens him. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. What are the plans you're trying to do? Where are your eyes? What are you looking at? What are you trying to do? You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You can do all things. You can do all things. You can do all things. 
Hallelujah. I feel that anointing. I know that someone who's watching me right now. You, you, you can feel that anointing stirring up in you. And you know that even if we are remaining with just two months to the end of the year, you know and you feel right in this minute that something can happen in the last two months. You feel it in your spirit. And God is going to do that in the last two months of the year. God is going to do it. God is going to do it. That's why I sang a song at the beginning. Fear does not live here anymore. Shame does not live here anymore. His name was spoken. And his name healed us. There's no more fear. There's no more shame. There's only faith. There's only faith. Begin to claim this faith by God. Begin to claim this faith by God. Begin to speak to God and say, Lord, I receive faith. I receive faith. I believe I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Come on, speak with God, somebody. Come on, speak with God. Lord, may you stir up faith. May you stir up faith in somebody's life. May you stir up faith in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the anointing of God. I feel the anointing of God. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. You can do all things in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Claim this for your life. In the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see many of you who are receiving answers right now. I see many of you are receiving visions right now. You are receiving new dreams right now. You are receiving new dreams right now. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray for you a blessing. I want to speak that the words which you have heard today, that they will encourage you, that will lift you from a place where you are at, and they will bless you in God, where you know that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you, that you may be certain that you can do all things. You can do all things. Lord, I thank you for everyone who has been watching me this morning, everyone who has been following in the service. Lord, I pray that you will make this truth present in their life, that they will know that you can do all things through your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. God bless you. Stay connected to the chariot. Prophet Brian Kajesi via the Prophet Brian Kajesi page on Facebook, the Numa app on the Play Store, and Numa Channel TV on YouTube for more insightful teachings. For more information, visit our website at www.prophetbriankajesi.org or contact us on plus 256 seven zero zero seven eight five eight eight two or plus two five six seven seven four five six five eight nine four